This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. Welcome to yet another episode of Dollars and Sensibility. And I have to be honest with you, this is going to be, I already know it. It hasn't happened yet. It's going to be one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. Now, I welcome you to sit and listen to it because it's one of one of my favorite people. So I welcome Pam Metcalf. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Pam Metcalf. Let me tell you why it's one of my favorite episodes. Because Pam Metcalf and I go back, I don't know, 20. Man. Yeah, 20. It might be 25 now. 25 years. Yeah. That so I knew her as a, a I was I would broker loans. So in the industry. And then it was uh, 10 years ago, because I just got my 10-year gift, by the way. Good, glad you got that. It was ten years ago <laughs> that, yeah, I got a, I got a, a, uh, what did I get? A water. What did I get? I got a uh, pressure washer. I got oh, a cool. pressure washer of all things. Why not? Of all things, why wouldn't why? you get a pressure washer for you your ten year anniversary? For sure. I mean, that's that's I mean, cool. I, I could have got a kayak. I could have <laughs> got a watch. I could have got a knife set. And I said, why would I get that when I could get, get a, pressure a pressure washer? washer. Cool. Good it, choice. It came in the mail and I was like, that's worth my 10 years. That right is there. cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, but it was 10 years ago and I'm going to replay just so you guys can feel the experience. This is how it went. So it'd been a while since I'd seen her. We'd worked with each other. Then it'd been a period of time. And then I got a phone call that went something like this. Um, this is Metcalf. And I was like, what? What's going on here? Are you there? Yes. Hello. Um, can you hear me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, who's this? Hi, this is Kef. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> the Pam must have come out eventually, it came, right? <laughs> it came out just enough, and it was just good enough that I'm like, oh, it's Pam Metcalf. Man, <laughs> she, she saved the day on so many loans for me back when I started. I would probably say between the conversations and learning how to do files, uh, you, you're, you're ahead of the game when it comes to this industry, so you were teaching me lots of things. But then when you said, hey, what about coming to Guild Mortgage? Well, the other side of that phone call oh. was me like sweating bullets, like <laughs> sweat coming off my forehead because our phone system, I was calling him from an office I have in Salt Lake and called Tom, couldn't wait to time this new company I was at, hadn't talked to him for years, but he came to mind because I also have a home in the Valley, just all of those things. So I call him and it was a time when we had a new phone system and the phone system was going in and out. Yeah, so sure I, I, I couldn't hear him and he couldn't hear me. Yeah. So how and why on earth? What a great sales call, He right? agreed for me to come up and meet with him and the rest is history. But that was an embarrassing not the kind of recruiting or reconnecting call that you think of and envision that it will go that way, but well, here we are and, somehow. And for me, I had three other companies I was looking at at that time. And, you know, hey, come see this. We do this. We do that. Were they a little more polished their on the phone? Their phone systems were. <laughs> their phone systems worked beautifully, actually. No problems whatsoever. <laughs> so embarrassing, honestly. Well, it was meant to be because you looked past that and... 
yeah. we'd known each other years before. And so it's been a great, great experience for me. And certainly we are thrilled to have Tom at Guild. He's 10 years. He's a fantastic manager and has a fantastic branch. And well, and then I'm going to add the other. So, of course, just hearing Pat Metcalf and again, the great relationship I had with her. But the piece that I think was so amazing on top of that, kind of like the finishing touch was when I was talking to the regional manager at that time, we've gone to lunch about it. And I had someone, one of the other persons I was talking to about the about the company and about going somewhere. I said, I'm also talking to Guild. And they said, oh, is what they said. And they said, well, <clears throat> you know, you got to be careful with them. A guy came in and to the state and, you know, did this and did that. And it was a negative experience of some sort. Right. And I was like, oh, really? So I brought that up. And I said, hey, by the way, so-and-so told me about this guy came in the state and he goes, what are you talking about? And he gave the name. He's like, yeah, that was a negative experience. He says, yeah, that didn't work out at all. It was terrible for maybe him and us both. And he said this statement that I'll never forget and I've used since. And he says, but Tom, Guild Mortgage is the best race car in the race and we're looking for drivers. He wasn't a driver. Are you? That's great. And I, I remember I, that. I, I put my hands in the air and went, okay, okay. all right, that's I'm, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. I like that. Yeah, that was a fantastic <laughs> answer, which, and it was the truth, but it was a well put. And because his guild is a fantastic vehicle, race yeah. car, all of it, it will get us where we need to go. So let's talk about that for a second because <clears throat> we can talk about how good it is. But <clears throat> excuse me, I want to get into the why. And that is so you've worked for, uh, you worked for a credit union. For a short period of time, you yeah. Were, you worked for a national um, wholesale lender. It had it had wholesale. Both both the both the national companies I worked for were top ten in the country, top five in the country. Did both wholesale and retail. Um, huge companies, big companies, great great companies. That so so from a consumer point of view, what's the difference? You know, why would they care whether? Sure, or not, that's a know, good question. You know, let's go down, you know, there's there's banks, sure. there's brokers, sure. there's correspondent lenders, credit unions, mortgage bankers. It's a, it's a really great question. I can tell you why I will always gravitate to a mortgage lender, mortgage banker, mm -hmm. mortgage lender from a what I think I can offer to the Tom Stones of the world, the experience I think we can offer customers, mm -hmm. why I as a mid-level manager... <clears throat> want to work for a company that's a, a basically a combination of both all of the above, mm -hmm. you know, wholesale, retail, um, direct mortgage lender is it's in that, that word direct. Right. So, um, and there's nothing wrong with, with whole, with brokers and the wholesale side of it. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but, um, when you are a full service mortgage lender where you are, you're servicing the loans and we service most every loan we do. What does service mean? Service means when a customer makes their payment, mm -hmm. they're making it to guild mortgage. Yep. And, and so lots of them they're sold off. And a lot of them, you know, they're, they're sold off on the secondary <clears throat> market market, you know, then we, that's a whole different discussion. Tom's right. smarter than me and I'll let him explain that, <laughs> you know, Fannie, Freddie, that sort of thing, but we retain the servicing. So when a customer makes their payment, mm -hmm. they're making it to guild mortgage. Yep. We have people that work for Guild Mortgage that are receiving that payment and posting the payment. And, and we're also a really good servicer, meaning people that, that work with us after the loan is closed um, have a great experience. And so, so many people, Tom, I'm sure you had this experience where someone has made an application with you and they've said, 
how many other people past guild mortgage are I going to be making yep. my payment to? When do I finally you get that question, yep. right? Yep. And they're like, you know, we don't jumbo. There's some products that, that uh, excuse me, like jumbo was an example, but there's some products we don't service, but for the most part we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you answer that with the statistics we have, which mm-hmm. is we service nearly every single loan almost, we do. Almost hundred percent of the deals I do. For sure. And so we love that mm-hmm. because then, you know, Tom has that, certainly you're making your payment to the company that he works for. Mm-hmm. And so better service all the way around. And why would a, why would a <laughs> lender think that's a good idea? Why would a lender want to that? service? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, from the dollars point of it, rather mm-hmm. than right. a lot of companies will sell off the servicing because they get money for that money right away, right away. We service because it's basically an income stream. Mm-hmm. So the borrower's not making more in their payment because yeah. it's an income stream. But there's a piece to that loan that is we keep as as the servicer we're retaining that piece of it. So and it takes a bigger mortgage company to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because a lot of people, a lot of companies will sell off the servicing to generate capital mm-hmm. to hire more loan officers to build mm-hmm. new offices, all of those or things. Or to survive. Or to survive where Guild... Like right now in the times that are exactly. tough right now, we're not, it's exactly. really slow. People are like, ooh, we're going to sell off our portfolio right. or servicing rights from the right. get-go. Right. That's one of the things I love about Guild. I love Guild's story. And the Guild part of Guild's story is the infamous or not famous, infamous, more than famous, uber yeah. famous mortgage meltdown yep. in the 2008 when, you know biblical epic destruction mm-hmm. all the way around right mm-hmm. um these two great ladies that are still involved at the helm at guild um looked out as an opportunity where mortgage companies were remember the implodometer tom mm-hmm. did you ever go to the implodometer yeah that's kind of a inside joke but companies were just dying and you could and go online even, and even see. goldman sachs yeah all you, you name them all of yeah. them so it'd be like did you look at the implodometer today? Well, thankfully, I was with a great company at the time and wasn't a part of that as well. But again, was a market a, a direct and seller service. I, I wasn't there to go get um, Never did the bad, sketchy loan. I never mm-hmm. worked for a company that did that. But they looked at it as an opportunity mm-hmm. where when people were running from the mortgage company, from the mortgage business and falling apart and imploding, basically. Mm-hmm. They was an opportunity for them, and they made some really wise hires. They hired big groups in different in different countries, not countries, either across the country in different states, and grew. Mm-hmm. Nobody was growing in two thousand eight. Went to private equity. Went to private equity. Yeah, exactly. No one was growing. Mm-hmm. They grew. Yep. So now we're in another interesting part phase in the mortgage company in the mortgage business, and we're growing. Mm-hmm. And they bought, yeah, they, they they bought sp- some companies of how many that this year, Tom, two, two or three yeah, small, three, I think. can't even, yeah. So, uh, and again, I, I, so I wanted to be with a company that sold direct so we would get better products, mm-hmm. better pricing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And we service the loans. And for me, and this is, this sounds like, I don't mean to be a, a control freak, but the fact is that because we have a lender that we work for that is someone who you make your payments to, we have the control and to have the conversation all the way down the line. So in other words, for me as a, as a loan officer, if we have a, a unique situation, which by the way, every deal I have right now and right every now, deal come to the door is a unique situation. Unique, yeah. <laughs> the refinances, every deal is unique, but right now with purchase transactions and rates and stuff like that, it's like, oh goodness, you have to know your, your guidelines backwards and forwards. 
And then the fact is that we don't have any extra overlays. We don't have extra right. rules. Right. So I guess the phrase I want to kind of talk about for this area is I have a I had a choice and have a choice in the industry. Do I go for quantity or quality? Meaning, so quantity is when you can grab the refinances really fast and then you go away pretty much because you don't really have the ability to go through and go through a quality uh knowing your stuff, dealing with people who know what they're talking about to get a deal done in a tougher time. So, right. you know, the quality right now is I got to have people who are in your seat that are in the CEO seat that are in the regional manager, the underwriting seat that can have conversations with me that know their stuff. And then the other piece that I love about this whole, Hey, they went to private equity is because since we're owned by private equity, instead of a bank, private equity's position is, let's get the deal done. Let's create more business to create more value. Whereas the banks usually is, I don't know, protect the bank, protect the bank. Right. And you got to find that balance, of course, but in private equity, they can come through and they can say, all right, let's actually follow the guidelines, but let's get rid of some of those extra guidelines. We don't really need those. Right. Let's hire the quality people. You know what they're doing? Yeah. They, they actually maybe need to get, they have to get paid more because they're that good, but they also have higher quality. So we have less loans going, you know, scratch and dent, we call them actually. Yeah. And scratch and dent loans. And so it's a whole overall thing that, hey, we're going to be the highest quality situation out there back to the best race car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so back in 2012, you decided, was it 12 or 13 when you came? Um, you know, it was 2012. Because I was right into, You're right. I was March Tom was, Tom was the first branch that kind of I brought on and it was, it was, I think you were the spring of 2013. And, and I was Guild wasn't in Utah. They tried it, but it yeah. didn't work out. Dip, dip their toe in. And so why did you come? Why did you come to Guild that had no presence in Utah? Well, you here, know, it was it was a really a similar question because I most of my in my career and I've it's I'll confess to I did the math because I figured Tom was going to ask me this question <laughs> and I think I'd spent 35 years. But um, so I've got some years on you there, Tom. Well, yeah, yeah, but there is years and wisdom. Absolutely. We also need to talk about your spite. You also have yes, spidey thank sense. you for saying that. I yeah. do have spidey sense. That's a, that's spidey a whole sense. different podcast, yeah. though. Yeah, because that could you know we we won't muddy. I need the water to know what's going to happen. I go ask Pam, and she has a spidey sense about it. Yeah. And you know that just comes from years of either learning from bad mistakes or seeing it before. <laughs> just when I think I've seen everything right. Well, I um so I I'd worked for these other had had a few great companies I'd worked for in my career and had worked for a couple of companies and and really the only reason why I ended up not working for them long-term is they were purchased, mm -hmm. you know, which sometimes happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, especially back in that time when mm -hmm. that was like the thing to do. And, but I had the same question, but, but I had a little bit to go on with guild because over the years they had recruited me several times. They'd come, mm. even in that 2008, I was getting phone calls from their recruiters. And what I knew about guild was, was and again it was much smaller than now of course we're a lot bigger but they had a, a guilt had a reputation even then for being a real quality mm -hmm. quality lender that's and why they see, made it through that's why they made it through and you, and you started Fanny freddy in, actually was one that says okay go to guild they know what they're doing yeah great reputation with fanny freddy and with the government agencies FHAs, fha VAs, va yeah. all of that so um, I knew that they were a quality company. I just didn't know they were, I didn't kind of think they were probably big enough at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the questions I had was talk to me about the size of Guild because if I'm going to uh, 
open up Utah in quotation marks and build branches that cost money. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. just is the company with deep pockets because, you know, we want to hire people that we can make a commitment to and mm -hmm. build branches and have locations and all of that. So that was a question. Then I had kind of the same question too, because I knew that they'd kind of, I had heard maybe they'd come into Utah, but then they hadn't mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And a lot of companies, especially back then in that landscape back then, everybody wanted, every mortgage company wanted to be in Utah. It's like mm -hmm. it was the, up -and -coming the wild place. west, the up and coming place to be. The, the numbers were growing. Uh, numbers were stuff. growing. It was always going to be a strong market, which it, mm -hmm. it still is today. They wanted to be in Utah, but they would come in and just because then they would then they'd leave for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And it was probably because they didn't hire the right the quality right. people. So I, I asked that same question. I got somewhat of a of a similar answer. And it and then I did, of course, my own research and I went to the corporate office on that sort of thing. And um, I came to Guild really for what we're talking about, which was I wanted to um, be associated with a company that had real high standards, mm -hmm. would had a had a pristine reputation, mm -hmm. and I want to be with a company that would always say what they said they could do and stand behind it, and be completely past compliant and ethical and all of that. That was really important to me, mm -hmm. and that's skilled and it's this beautiful, magical, wonderful company that we have to really to this day is still delivering on the same let's the let's, same promise let's let's go back to a place in your life when you mentioned something about underwriting files with babies crawling around your chair oh <laughs> that's a great story too <laughs> so at I mean, one of these companies i i went i i went with a company um well it's no longer around it was it was purchased many years ago but it was just this beautiful amazing loved it company called north american mortgage company may it rest in peace um, situation. <laughs> I, that's who I brokered to. So yeah. I love North American too. So when I went there, we first opened up wholesale and this will be a really quick definition of wholesale. We opened up because it's a little bit quicker to open up. You're not building branches. You have one location and you go to the Tom Stones of the world and other places who would bring in a loan that's already been originated, processed, hand us back in those days, the physical file. The papers. The papers. We'd that FedEx were in, it to you or drive it to Or you. drive it off to us. And then we'd wanted two files. We had to have two copies of it, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And, and this will date me. This is back in the day when, you know, if we took a, a fax machine off the, the mm -hmm. uh, or paper off the fax machine, we had to go copy it because it was on that paper yeah, that would disintegrate, right? Paper. Yeah, the really yeah, paper. paper. Yeah. So back in that day, um, we opened up and just got buried with production, mm -hmm. which is a wonderful thing, right? Because people like me could get our deals done <laughs> at the bank level or other things, and people were getting frustrated with us, and we found a company that would listen to us, work with us, and say, let's see if we can make a solution and solve this problem, get your loan done. That's why. And and we had a great gal out rep, you know, as our rep, and we just, we were just young, and man, because this was a long time ago, <laughs> I'll try to think of the year. Well, I'm thinking the baby crawling around is my son 
that he, well, he was born in 1990. Mm -hmm. So he was the baby. Mm -hmm. So that just, so our first month we had loans coming in the door. We, we were just like, you're like giggling at the same time and going, mm -hmm. Oh my heck, what in the heck are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And I had underwriting authority at the time I had my, I could underwrite government loans and, and conventional loans. And well, I, I signed on as a manager, not as a, as an underwriter, I could underwrite. Mm -hmm. So we just had loans everywhere. We were sending, and we had to FedEx them to corporate to underwrite to get the fax machine answer back, right, <laughs> on early paper. And then I would underwrite. And I had, the, my, my son was probably, oh, I don't know, 12, 14 months old then. And I would live really close to the office. I would go home at night, get him, bring him back. And he would crawl around my office and we had other people with other people that worked in the office. We'd come back in the evening and we had all of the little babies crawling around the office with their bottles and their blankets. Cause you just, we just, we, we knew we had to go back and deliver mm -hmm. to our customer. Yeah. We wanted to be with our kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the rep tells the story of her coming back and I, I was in my office one night and I was sitting, I had a really tall back, you know, on the back of the chair, she came in and he was standing back, back, back behind me, leaning his head up on my shoulder with his bottle and he'd fallen asleep. And I was like, I'm either a terrible mom or I'm a great mom. And I don't know which one. All I know is like, I'm just going to finish this file and then we'll head on home. But it was, um, what a crazy time. Yep. We made it through it. I think we funded like thirty-five million a month too, and we weren't wow. even we weren't even strong enough to walk then, but we did it. Wow, and it was good. I guess what that story to me just says, and, and I don't know about you know when they say kids these days, I'm about loan officers these days, but you know it is this this business is a blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, it is it a blood, is. sweat, and tears. We're dealing with people's they're purchasing homes, houses, and homes, mm -hmm. and it's the biggest financial decision of their life, mm -hmm. and they got to know the date they got to move because mm -hmm. they got a moving truck coming. And they got to make sure that you know, this this a domino effect, and this person's selling to that selling, and so it's just such a crazy stressful, yeah. You know, time. living in a van down by the river, yeah, waiting you know? waiting your deal to get done, so you yeah. move into your house, and come on, my whole life's on hold because of you, yeah. And and it, it, the realtor, the appraiser, the insurance guy, the the rates, the everything the, about the, it all comes down to us, 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 and that last couple of days to yeah. kind of all together and make it yeah. happen. Yep. And back to the quality thing. If you have someone who's in a cubicle answering your questions, that's been there for 18 months and they're going part-time to college, someone who's not sorry at a bank or a credit union and they're on just a salary position and they're there and they're going to push the paper through. Yeah. You're not going to get your loan. That has, if you have any sort of questions or concerns, or you're quite on the, on the edge more than times than not, they either don't know how to figure it out. Or the bank says too close. No, we're not going to do it. Right. And that's that's too harsh because there's plenty of good people sure. out there. I'm sure. not saying it's only it's it, it's and, and, and there's nothing wrong with this. This is how I've always described it is that I call that institutional lending. Mm -hmm. And again, there's nothing wrong with a credit union and a mm -hmm. bank. I mean, these other mortgage companies that I worked for that, um, you know, prior to Guild, they did have a bank presence mm -hmm. way back kind of behind them, mm -hmm. driving them. Thankfully, we were still renegade mortgage companies and it yeah. never felt like institutional lending, but you know, the banks and credit unions, again, they, they sort of, everything has to fit within a certain mm -hmm. box Well, and, and they don't have the leeway or the freedom of mm -hmm. maybe, I mean, we, we will spend how many days and hours on, 
problem solving yeah. certain aspects of files and we'll we, stop the world we just dive say, in how can we work first. on this deal to get yeah. this one done and because you know i i read in the, in the guidelines this or how can we do it and i always tell people that my position is attorney the underwriter is the judge and the guidelines are the laws well that's a good way to put it and it's my job to that. present the case yeah i'm not supposed to i'm not going to be breaking the law but yeah. i've got to understand the guidelines and all the laws a really good attorney understands the laws mm -hmm. and he can present in a certain way he or she, excuse me, can present in a certain way. And that being said, that if you have a higher quality person, more experience with a team of people behind them that have the same mentality, we always talk about culture in our company, right? Mm -hmm. That says, I can call up the regional manager, Jackie, who was on another podcast with me, by the way, and say, Jackie, help me figure this one out. Here's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. What are some solutions to this? And she'll stop her world. Right. And she'll sit and think about it. And so will you. And these people that, I mean, keep in mind, we, we finished her podcast with, so how many loans did we handle the last two years? And she's, I said, so you're in charge of how many billions of dollars? Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah, I guess so. And I'm like, yeah. I guess there's a lot of, a lot of uh, billions of, of, um, but you know, I think that goes back to, um, I, the other thing was really important to me for working with, with Guild was, are you going to be, in Utah. I mean, are you mm -hmm. making a commitment to Utah in so much mm -hmm. that I'm not going to have to hire mm -hmm. a Tom Stone? So by the way, your loans are going to be processed out of a mm -hmm. bigger market, yeah. maybe a Denver, they're going to be processed out of a mm -hmm. wherever else in the country that there's a processing center, again, mm -hmm. air quotation marks, right. or or um, underwritten out of state and that sort of thing. What's the commitment to Utah? Mm -hmm. So Jackie, who you had on, which is fabulous, lives and works in Utah. Yep. So she knows Utah. She knows Utah. Yep. So Guild made that commitment to um, have the underwriting, the closing document support, the management, the branch, Tom's processors and his team is in his branch. Mm -hmm. And that's what was important to me. And, I, and not only that's how I would want to do business, how I want to manage business and be a part of it, but when we hire in loan officers and bring them in, that's what we sort of promote. Yep. You know, we're going to be able to have, we're not outsourcing part of the transaction because something gets lost in transition when you do, I it, think. It's interesting for me is I, we went to our conference in February, I think it was in San Diego, which is our corporate office area. Mm -hmm. And it was yet another person who got up on stage and said, I made the worst decision of my entire life. Two years ago, I left Guild. And he, he actually said, I was in prison. <clears throat> I had to give you, I told him I'd be there for two years to do my commitment. And then I got out as fast as I could. And, and again, I don't make this completely a promotion for guild, but it's the promotion for, to the consumer is all, are all Morris companies made the same? The answer is absolutely not. Right. And, and again, it's not as big of a deal in a refinance boom. I think it is. If you can say on a refinance boom, when people are trying to refinance all at the same time that you get in and out, sometimes you had to wait two or three months with the big, with the big boys, you didn't with us. So that's the service entity. But now that's in a purchase transaction with rates going up crazy high and low inventory. And can I get my deal done? And do you fit in this box or that box? And people aren't fitting in boxes anymore. Right. Because the rates are higher, because right. the debt ratios are higher, because the, they don't have as much cash. Transactions are more, are more complicated. They're more complicated. Refinance is usually a, a less complicated transaction mm -hmm. all the way around. Because you're already in the home. You're already making your payments. Yep. You're already. The equity's there. The it's, equity's it's a simpler there. Transaction. Yeah. It's just that for me in my position and to get that client to have that experience and to get that approval, quality over quantity, quality over quantity is the choice. 
You've got to have that. And it is the people that surround you. And people say, well, this guy over here is cheaper. And I'm like, well, that, I guess that on a day to day, there's a possibility that could be true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm cheaper some days too, by the way. Sure. But we're talking an eighth. We're yeah. talking a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Don't let that dictate what you can and cannot do right. with your future that's five, 10 years in the making. Right. Don't let an eighth or, or whatever go to a place that says, we've got so many years behind us, people backing us up. We, we're interested in what you are doing. We're interested in what your transaction is. We're interested in making sure that works for you. And they feel that way. And, if, and that happens right. on the front lines. But I just to have to have Pam on with me as like, this is who I talk to on a regular basis. Who says, how are your loans? But my the phone works now, right? When we, we talk yeah. on a regular basis. Almost every time. It's, yeah. it's a, because we use cell phones now. Yeah. Yeah. Or we, we or if we just that. text or email, you yeah. know, we need to. We can have conversations <laughs> all the way through now. It's amazing. Yeah, all the way through. Yeah, we can talk about it all the way. And then yeah. if not, then she comes up and sees me. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so so would you what would you say to someone that says, I'm thinking about getting in the mortgage industry? Like I had a high school student yesterday. Actually, this is how it went. Cause they know I do commercial real estate and cause I've shown them that and trying to teach them stuff. And then they said, well, where do you make money? It's probably your real estate, right? You, you make much money doing mortgages. And I said, well, I make actually pretty good money doing mortgages. I said, it's really ebb and flow mm -hmm. right now. It's not It's certainly cyclical. I'm not making much now, but in mm -hmm. the last, you know, last three years were best year in a row, best year in a row, best year in a row, mm -hmm. which puts me up to the higher income levels. And she was like, really so shocked at that. And she's like, maybe I need to get into that. And my immediate reaction was, well, hold on a second. Yeah, but wait a minute. <laughs> hold wait, on. We're gonna we're gonna tell you the we're gonna tell you the the um, upside of that and the downside of that. So please tell us. Well, I I, I think the fact that it's cyclical in nature, mm -hmm. in that you know when it's good, it's really good, and I know I'm talking about production, but mm -hmm. sometimes incomes are tied to that kind of thing. Talking, mm -hmm. so I'm, we're talking to potential people coming in and making this a career. Right. Um, so it, it sometimes it's just not, that's not great for everyone's temperament. Meaning, mm -hmm. you know, if you're not someone that learns early to save mm -hmm. when times are really good for times that are leaner, mm -hmm. then um, it's probably not a good industry because mm -hmm. it's, it's what goes up must come down. Right. And right. so, and because it always has been cyclical, I expect it always will be. I mean, I've been in this, like I said, I won't repeat how many years again, but I, you know, you, I, we could just have the ups and downs all the way through, mm -hmm. all the way through. And I, I, I don't tell my if I've told you this, but I had a boss once who was just like super, super, I thought it was the most brilliant thing that anyone had ever said. And this was, well, it was the year of the Olympics in Utah. 2002. And I was, I'll never forget. I was on this conference call. And the torch was going right in front of my office. That mm. was in, so that's how I always remember what year it is, right? And the mortgage business had been really on a great roll. Interest rate. We're really sort of driven by a lot of times our production, how much we have or don't have is driven by interest rates. Sure. So it was in a good flow then. He said, um, what worries me is he said. We've always been, you know, we've been in a cyclical business where it goes up and then it cleanses. Mm -hmm. Even values, property values yeah. can be this way. They'll go up and maybe they get overinflated and then they cleanse yep. up and down. Clean, you know, so he says the longer we stay on the up part mm -hmm. and we've been way, way, way up there a whole, I'm, I'm starting to get, while. I'm starting to get nervous. The longer this goes, so that was 2002. So it was heading that direction mm -hmm. up until 
the meltdown, right? 2017. He said, the longer this, he's like, I think of this party and hangover. Mm -hmm. The longer this party goes, and let's say it goes another two or three or four years, because it's sort of overinflated, mm -hmm. over, and it was, mm -hmm. the hangover is going to be of biblical proportion. And, and my thought was, you know, that's a pretty graphic statement. I mean, biblical, yeah. we're talking locusts, we're talking <laughs> death and destruction, yeah. flies, whatever you want to, <laughs> I, all those things were going from biblical, okay. And he was right, mm -hmm. because the bottom fell out. Mm -hmm. And for a whole lot of more reasons, other than just the fact that interest rates have been too good for a while. There sure. was a lot of sure. bad players at the time, bad products, all of that kind of thing. So, you know, here we are again, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when interest rates were really, really low during the pandemic, artificially so. Artificially, yep. You know, there was stuff, yeah. stuff, things were getting infused into the system that were, when that was pulled away, it's like pulling away the binky or the bottle yep. or whatever. That's right. It's, it, then things are going to change, right? Quit messing with our economy, for heaven's sakes. Exactly. You know? let, us so, do, let it be market-driven, for heaven's sakes. But, you know, it's just, I, I fully expect that, and even now, we're feeling this right now. Interest rates are starting to, trending favorably for... Slightish. Slightish. I mean, yeah. I know, it's almost like, I know if I had a rabbit's foot, I'd be rubbing it here, and <laughs> Tom's desk is wood, and I'm knocking on it, because that's all it takes. It's like, if mm -hmm. I say the wrong thing, then, oh my heck. So... Yep. But I, barring any, I'm not an economist, I would guess, and it's just, I'll just use my spidey sense here, mm -hmm. come full circle on that, that it will, be, it will continue to trend positively. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to drop. I can't imagine they'll ever go back to pandemic rate. They hope they don't. They shouldn't. They, they shouldn't because that's, that's well, artificial. I have to say I'm really glad that I have my mortgage at. Right. I mean, I have to be selfish and say that. I'm glad I have a two and a half percent rate. But I mean, <laughs> you know, um, it was an artificial rate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll be happy if they just they come down a bit, you know, and it helps us. I always say more. if we get in the fours. Yeah. If I'm four to five. Golden. That is just market. That That's fair golden. for everybody. Let's go. So can I just say this when I first, I'm just going to say this because remember how you were growing up and your parents are like the snow was above the telephone poles, which it was this year, but mm -hmm. you know, all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. When I got in the mortgage business, the rates were 22%. 22? No kidding. You win. Holy smokes. Yeah, no kidding. My first loan was a Utah housing loan at 11 and a half percent. That wasn't a zillion years ago. Mm -hmm. It wasn't 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. So they were 22% in this horrendous two or three year period that was awful. Yeah. We were still doing loans. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go back to 22%? No. No. You know, are they going to go to 11? Probably not. Of course, mm -hmm. I was an optimist. I didn't think they'd get what we've been dealing with. Seven-ish. Yeah, seven-ish. But yeah, so it's so going back to I kind of got off track there when talking to somebody that's thinking about getting into the mortgage business, I think they need to understand that's the nature of it. Mm -hmm. That said, I know we talked about banks and credit unions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a really, now, and when I, that 22%, actually, I was working with, for a bank. Mm -hmm. so when I first got married, I was working for a state bank. 
and that's you didn't even have mortgage companies. You if you want to get a mortgage loan, you kind of went down to your bank. Sure. Then mortgage companies kind of right after yeah. that came about and everything. But um, you know, sometimes a really good place to start if you're getting in the mortgage business yeah. is a bank or a credit union. I did. I, I mean, I, so I have to say I did too. Yeah, so, I did. so we both did because they usually will go in, you know, a salaried position, a little, little bit safer. Actually, my first six months, I was actually doing consumer lending, mm -hmm. a little bit more of the, we were doing some business loans, but, you know, other types of consumer lending. I, I went right into the mortgage lending aspect to it, but great place to learn the business mm -hmm. starting out. But mortgage companies are too. Sometimes you have to kind of, if I had to tell somebody what I think a perfect track would be for someone getting in the mortgage business and they just really want to get, not go the bank, credit union route, want to be, it would be to mentor under a master like a Tom or a, another, you know, come into a branch where you're starting out learning how to do loans mm -hmm. and then seeing if it's for you because you have, you have to be, you have to have thick skin, yeah. right? And yeah. you've got to have a sales aptitude. You have to be a promoter. Mm -hmm. You have to promote yourself, your company. You can't have call aversion. You can't have call reluctance. Yep. You can't, you could be, but it's difficult if you're shy. Oh yeah. Because you, you're kick, you're, you're picking yourself up every how often do you have to pick yourself up when a loan goes awry? You lose a loan. Oh, a loan doesn't work. I mean, how, I mean, think how many times we've had to do that. So it's kind of the the agony and ecstasy mm -hmm. all at one. I mean, I've had some of the, I'm just talking business, some of the highest highs and some of the, oh, crap, I can't believe that happened again <laughs> kind of times, right, or yeah. situations. And yeah. it's almost like heartbreaking, but more often than not, it's unbelievably rewarding. Mm -hmm. So I keep so, doing it, right? That's why we keep doing it. And, you know, those of us that have done it for a long time, I think we just, it gets in your blood because the one thing you don't ever do, I don't, is I never even know, like, what time is it? Oh, it's 328. It is actually 328. <laughs> I, I would have guessed it was noon. I, you, time you don't, flies. Time flies. Yep. Yeah. I got to, I got to, I'm going to add something and I'm going to have one question and then we're going to be done. <clears throat> Here's the one thing that Pam, so, so Pam's job, is to she's my boss but it's important to understand how this works because in the mortgage industry she talked about being recruited and she talks about recruiting i get recruited to go to another mortgage company between three and four times a week i get three and four offers text email a phone call about three or four times a week because they see the data and they see who's leading in areas sure. and they see you know i want to get in this area and they go contact not just me but multiple of them and say i hope we get because the recruiters get paid on how many people come to work for another company. Sure. And they're aggressive. And they're aggressive. Yeah. That's what they do. So, yeah, so we're recruited to to go do this thing. And so so I'm constantly, you know, bombarded with this. And the first thing I want to say is, and, and I don't leave. And I don't leave. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, but with all that, with that intro, I just want to make sure people, people understand that that this is an, it's kind of, it's different when you lose your job. You don't really lose your job at the production role sure. in, in this area it's because you can bring business in. Right. It's just, what's the best fit. Right. And so, so with that said, Pam's job is to recruit people like me after the recruiter and to make sure that we get um, our loans through and that you mentor us, you talk us through our problems you're our therapist, basically. Our therapist. <laughs> You're our therapist. I'm like, oh, I have this concern. I have this question. 
And I've heard this from other people, but it's come true so many times from you. I give you credit for this. And you said to me more than once, but enough times that I finally heard it. You know, Tom, I know that this thing happened or that loan isn't quite this or this, but one thing I've learned is it's going to be just fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, we always find a solution. There's always some way to make this work. There's always some way. And on that day, I'm like, I don't know how we're going to see it work out. And the next day it works out. It works out. Yeah. It works out every time. And yeah. some people say, Hey Tom, you're pretty but positive guy. And I'm like, I am, but I have evidence behind yeah. me and that's, I can do it's personal. True. I can do personal. I can do spiritual. I can do all sorts of things with that. Yeah. But in my job, because and again, I've, I've come to you going, Oh, Pam, I'm beside myself. You know, what do I do? And you're listening, you listen. And then you go, well, I just know that these things work out and we just keep working at it. And that's the high level. That's the persons and the people at Guild Mortgage at higher level companies that you can work together and solve problems so people get their houses, so people right. get their homes. Because so, so much is at stake. I mean, people, this, this is their mm -hmm. home. This yep. is their, their life. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you. so credit to you for that. You're, thank you're you so again, I, I also say in the chapters, in the book of my life, there will be a Pam Metcalf chapter. Ah. There will be a Pam Metcalf <laughs> chapter. Thank you, Tom. Because you asked me to come to Guild. Coming to Guild was the best thing I ever did in my career. You can ask my wife. Just life changing for just getting through stuff, making it successful. The numbers went up. The the different values went up, and then just that kind of life advice. It's just. Oh well, thank. That's why this will be one of my favorite podcasts because it's Pam Metcalf. Well, thank you so much, Tom. You, and you, the feelings mutual. I mean, Tom is certainly more than someone that works with me, we've become really good friends yeah. and we've got a lot of commonality and, and we've I forged trust a friendship. you completely, by the way. Thank you, Tom. Complete trust. Thanks so and that's, much, And that's the magic right there. Yeah, that if, means a lot. If you were to give a final word to anyone listening that when should they buy a home, just finish it with that. You know, if you were sure. to give advice, and again, I'm, I'm on the front lines, you're more into a director managerial role, but you see all the stuff. Over the year, some 35 years, if, if you're someone who's thinking, when should we buy a home? What's your advice? Well, and the, this just comes from experience also of uh, being a consumer and, you know, buying and mm -hmm. selling property and being in that situation. And I think that, um, and this is something I've learned a lot from you <laughs> in that um, if you're looking to buy a home, sometimes a lot of decisions we make in life, we can make the mistake of making them out of fear. Mm -hmm. And, and that's one thing you and I have talked a lot mm -hmm. about and you've, you, you've even, you know, this is coming from a place of fear. Mm -hmm. um, and, and because Tom's a very positive person and, and he, he, he has mentioned that many times, just other situations we've talked about when, when, so if you're, you're holding off buying a home out of fear, mm -hmm. I really analyze that because what I think people want is they want to know when is the best time? What's that magical time? Mm -hmm. I mean, I work in the business and other than during getting that low rate during the pandemic, I have never gotten the lowest rate <laughs> because I, and I just used to always joke. I never timed it. I never <laughs> bought that. But you know, I ultimately refinanced and, and then you, you know, did. and then I did. Right. And you did. But um, I made the decision at the time to buy around what was important to me at the time mm -hmm. either. So I would say if, if you're, if you are renting, maybe you don't own a home yet. Um, now is I think a fantastic time to look mm -hmm. at getting into the mortgage business, because even though 
Yes, rates are a little bit higher than they were, you know, a few years ago. And that's scary. That can be scary. There's a lot of things we can talk about that, different ways we can structure loans that will help that. And also, rates will come down because they always do. They won't be as low. I'm not promising that, right. but it'll be, there'll be a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you can refinance. You're not tied to that um, loan forever. People don't hardly whoever has their loan that they originally got when they very first got that property. You asked me. Says, that, I asked you that because the, I, I knew you'd know the answer. The average of a person that keeps their loan is three years, though the last five to six years is about one year. Right. Because of what rates did. Because right? of what rates did. Right. But generally right. it's three years. Just because people would then refinance and take refinance, cash out. Cash they out, would, move. you know, move, mm -hmm. change houses, whatever. So I think it's a great time mm -hmm. to buy a house. So that, that, that would be my advice now. that now's a great time to buy a house and don't let fear because rates are a little bit higher or if you're trying, well, then, then if the fear is, well, okay, now values are going to come down more because then they went up and they're going to come down. So I'm going to time the best rate with the best price, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. That we, we can't even, we, we work in the business and we can't even <laughs> determine that, right? But if you have to choose one, best price or best rate, yeah. choose best price. Yeah, for sure. Because rates change. Right. Rates change and that can change because you mm -hmm. can refinance, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. agree. Agree. Well, you just heard from one of the masters. Ah, oh, Tom. The fact Thank that you. she's shown up uh, just to come check on me. Hey, let's go to lunch. That's what yep. we did. And I said, please do a podcast with me. For she's sure. Like, and she's like, okay. I was like, you're going to edit out all of the the, the, <laughs> the ums and ahs and I silly said, things nope. I might say. And he went, nope, I'm turning the mic on. Yeah, we're doing the mic. We're doing it right now without me thinking because I just want to have it raw and natural. So thanks for joining. Super fun. You're so welcome. Thank okay. you. This is Dollars and Sensibility, and I'm Tom Stone. Thank you for listening, and thanks for getting real with me. So next step is to answer your questions. Come see me, Guild Mortgage. 435-654-9979 or goapplastom.com.